Steven, question of the day. Welcome. Yeah, I have my question of the day. Who's this guy sitting here? Well, very nice Brian, looking man. Brian Koppelman, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Brian Koppelman. Nicely done. Succinct. You can tell you're a writer. You don't want to waste words. You didn't want to say something like, hi, how are you doing? My name is Brian Koppelman. Just, I'm Brian Koppelman. Economy of words, man. David Mamet School. Brian Koppelman is um, a legend of... TV and movies with the current show Billions on Showtime. You know, before I had met Brian, I was a huge fan of Rounders, which we had talked about on my podcast. Because you love poker or just because you love the movie? No, I love poker because I love Rounders. No Ra- way. Brian Koppelman ruined my life, actually. And he, not only that, you're ruining my life again. You know why? Because I'm about to start another fund. And because I'm watching Billions, somehow I get uh. affected by everything I watch. So by Brian Koppelman. Then he wrote A Solitary Man, which I hope that doesn't happen to me, which is also one of my favorite <laughs> movies. But I, I highly recommend people watch that Both as well. Both with uh, my partner, David Levine. We yes, write David Levine's great. We do it all James, together. since Brian's films and TV shows influence you so much, maybe you should put in a request for what you want his next project to be so it can influence your life in the direction you want it to go. Well, I think the next project I want Brian to do is to ask us a question of the day. Okay, here's my question. Do you feel guilty? Guilty. If you feel that you ought to give an Uber driver fewer than four stars? Fewer than four, even four. That's what I'm saying. Oh. No, I've never given anything fewer than five. This yeah, is what I'm either. so okay. Yeah, but yeah. in a service, this is but my question. Right, you need the in people. A service, you need in the a people. service-driven business like that, absolutely, where others are actually relying upon you to keep the playing field honest. Is it selfish to make yourself feel good by giving a five-star rating it's a every great question. time? No, great question. I, I will tell you my sel- completely selfish response and this applies to Uber, Airbnb, and all these sharing economy things, is I always give the highest possible ranking because I don't know exactly how everything's working. I don't want to risk anyone giving me a lower ranking. So Uber and Airbnb are almost these monopolies. So let's say an Airbnb, suddenly everyone's... You, I, I, you're, I've, we've been good friends for a long time. I just realized you're a monster. Yes. <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> yes. So let's say you risk someone giving you one star on Airbnb. You might be homeless next time you travel and, and need an Airbnb because no one's giving you a place to live. So I'm only just focused on myself with these things. It's not only selfish. I mean, you're that's bordering on uh, narcissistic and solipsistic. No, no. It's like I have to make sure I get a ride Brian, and a place to you're, live. you're learning what we've known a lot about James all along. I'm sorry it's a recent discovery for you. So, it's, a, but, it's a game. It's, it's I'm being game okay, theoretic. But let's, but, let's um, <laughs> pull back. All right, so let's play the game theory and figure out every player in it because it's, it's a little more complicated than it might seem originally, right? Initially. So are is. you implying that you do... I'm implying that I want to. But all of us here are wimps. No, I have done... So no, I've, I have done it, but I've tried to come up with what's the fair... Basically... Is your obligation to the driver that you just spent that time with, is your obligation to the next? Because we all think of it as monstrous. To How could you possibly give fewer than five stars? But to the woman who's going to get picked up after you, who now doesn't have warning of the abusive driver, or who doesn't have warning well, that this wait, person's going to ignore— but Wait a second. Have you ever had a driver— Because here's what I'm guessing is the reality. I'm guessing that the algorithm or the rating system does work well enough— that none of us have ever had a driver or an Airbnb that was so We're, bad that we weren't really like, For instance, I would never, That's I have never true. in my life, not once in my life, my 49 years, I have never been punitive when it comes to tipping. I have never left less than 20% 
ever in my life. You know, it's funny. I did it once, and I felt so bad I, for about three years. And it was a takeout guy. I felt so for three years. I felt terrible about it. They'd they'd messed up a door. I'd first moved to New York, and it was a Chinese restaurant delivery, and they messed up the order in like four different ways. And then finally got the food. I thought, I'll show him. I'm not going to tip. And then, like, within three minutes, I realized, first of all, that poor guy had nothing to do with it. And ever because since Because it's been clear a, there's no— And it's clear that um, there's no utility be, to be gained no. right, so you're by doing utility. that. Because it's not going to be a deterrent. And it's not a punitive in an effective way. But it's different with a— uh, That's uh, what I'm saying. Right. But with the service, as you say, in the shared economy— you know, you have a driver. This is the situation. This is fact pattern, right? You and get they're, in the car, they're rating you. It's not just I, like you're rating them. Yeah, but I'm going to be pleasant and kind and polite in the car. But they can lie. So they can, but I don't see how their potential rating of me benefits them. Affects no, I don't see how that affects my decision in the but car. But also, what would be their incentive to do that? Right, Almost I'm going to be polite and kind in the car, right? But if they know or if they think you're going to um, rate them fewer than five stars, I don't okay, know how there's it works zero chance that I'm going to tell the person. I'm rating you poorly. I mean, there's zero chance of that. And so what you're suggesting poses um, an interesting possibility, which is that there gets built into the transaction, whether via the app or off app, even more interestingly, a kind of tit-for-tat exchange. Well, James is suggesting That's what I'm suggesting. I don't think it's tit-for-tat, but I think there's an inflation. It might be, though. We don't know. I I don't know how it works. I think there's an inflation of, uh, I think that the scores are, but my my real question I want your opinion on is that, because now I understand James, yours, which... Um, is honest. <laughs> little pause. No, yours, which is honest, but feels like it doesn't really solve, it doesn't really answer Okay, but I'm a heavy Airbnb user. If I had a lower ranking on Airbnb, and I don't know, again, how it's determined in the middle, then I could be homeless somewhere. But don't, don't you, are you really not, are you really worried about the fact that if you as one Airbnb user leaves one catastrophic review for a place that truly was catastrophic. You really believe you that example. that's going to damage your I'll, I'll ability give you an example. to play the market? going to redound back on him. Yeah. Yes. That, but they're gonna, that significantly? I don't understand that. I don't know. No, no, not he, not he's not saying that he thinks then other places are going to start getting rated lower and not be available. He no, thinks then no, they're, they're, they're not going to like him. No, I'm that's not talking about saying, that at all. I'll give you a very specific example. One time I had a huge problem with an Airbnb place. What was the problem? Um, he re- he misrepresented where the location was. Like it was Mexico and he said New York or something? No, he, he s- said it was going to be in one nice area. It turned out to be like in the worst area of New York City. So I called him and wanted to cancel and he refused. And so we had to take it to the point where we needed a mediator and Airbnb does mediation. That's what these platforms do. But once the Airbnb person got on the phone, there was this weird dynamic where we both suddenly realized we were potentially screwed depending on right. how Airbnb reacted to So it's a prisoner's dilemma us. now. So, so now we literally on the phone agreed to, to okay, it's all canceled. Hey, Airbnb, no problems here. Look the other way. And we both agreed also to give each other like five stars like on the interaction and Airbnb five stars. No problems anywhere around. So so there is this thing that happens. You suddenly realize in a monopoly situation, you could be screwed if you do the wrong thing. I still don't understand your belief that your low ranking of a place that deserves a low ranking is going to be punitive toward you. Because I I don't. But I don't know, again, and, and Airbnb fixes this bit by bit, but you don't know on timing, like if, uh, when they're aware of your rating. Now you do more. Now it's like it's kind of hidden for a few days until you both can see at the same time. But it, was, it wasn't always like that. But now even if you don't rank for a certain number of days, somebody's going to assume you're going to give them a I better ranking. I assume Uber's in the business of, they, they want more and more customers. I don't think they're looking to downgrade me. 
as a customer. I think they want the drivers to come pick Agreed. me up. Agree. So yeah, I, 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 different I, case. I, to me, I, I just think you get in a car and they've now put this GPS in and you say to the driver, hi, great, take me here. Go follow the GPS. And the driver says, I know for sure we shouldn't. And refuses three times. You say, could you please follow the GPS? Three times the driver doesn't follow the GPS. I'm 10 minutes late to get here. Even though I allowed myself a 15 minute. Wait, was this all cushion. some complicated question story you're telling us to explain why you were late? To no, because I, I waited two oh. episodes. Um, <laughs> but no, but the point is the point is that, or the question is, and no one's answered it. What's our obligation? Who To whom do we have the higher obligation? So when you asked the question, my knee jerk was the same as ours, which is no, never would you. But honestly, now that I think about it for half a second, that's not true. So I don't mean to sound like I'm engaging my morality because we try to be as amoral as possible here. Not immoral, but amoral. But it is true um, that if I uh, had an Uber driver or I would like to think any, I, I do have a streak of righteous indignation and I would feel it my, not necessarily my duty to the greater population or to the next customer, but my my obligation to the kind of truth of the situation that I that I would say something. But how I, often I, do you Airbnb, for instance? Uh, honest, I've never used Airbnb. So, I'm so, not proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I've just been a hotel person. It, I do it, use Uber a lot. But uh, if it's a way of life that you use these things, then you have to game it slightly differently. You can't just have righteous indignation. I understand, but I also think that if I had a really bad experience anywhere that A, I want to express my frustration and B, I want to punish is not quite the right word, but the, you know, what about if, the utility of affecting change? Okay, let's take right, it away from right, morality. Right. What about the utility of affecting change by using the tools that they give us to supposedly affect change? Agreed. And I think that's one way in which, look, I mean, this is interesting. We were talking on an earlier episode about your show Billions and about the perceptions of an industry, in that case, the hedge fund industry or the prosecuting industry, right? And how a lot of people use a lot of shorthand, like I did, that kind of gets things wrong. I think similarly, the way the media covers anything, a tech company, a tech story, there's one story about how one Uber user was penalized, right? That everybody thinks, oh my God, and that's not good for the market. What's good for the market is more and more and more information to let the aggregate number get real. But I think it's a fascinating uh Because then the other dilemma. utility question, and it's not moral, and it's the second half of the question is, so okay, how do you weigh that against the very real cost to yourself of the guilt of doing it? Because as you said, you both of you said, I would never give less fewer than five stars. So now there's that utility, but then what's the cost to you um, in uh, 20 minutes of sleep at night, if you're like, oh, that poor guy, you had to drive back but to me, his house. I mean, how do you? How would you do that math? Take a moment to listen to this message while we figure out where this answer is headed. Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need one anyway. Well, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level, no coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them too. James, it used to take a James Altucher 
to build websites. That was what you that was your first and business. That was my first right? business. And you know, we got out of it because we were charging like an enormous <laughs> amount of money for thing. And I saw the writing on the wall that companies like Squarespace were starting where for minimal amounts of money, you can create a robust website. All right. So no longer do you need a James Altucher to build I'm your website. Useless now. He's useless. Now all I can do is podcast. <laughs> Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website. Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, though, make sure to use the offer code QUESTION to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Question of the Day. We thank Squarespace for your support of Question of the Day. Let me ask you a question. When you have a review, uh, a negative review on a movie or a show that you did, and you feel the review was wrong, like the guy was just blatantly or the woman was blatantly wrong, you feel like this person just put their hand in your pocket and has negatively affected your future income in a sort of mean way, whether or not they felt they were but mean or not. But there's no reciprocity at stake. That's the difference between these kind of rating systems. Like, look, if I write a book on Amazon and 10 million people can rate it, I will not have the ability to downgrade them as reviewers or to rate their book. Whereas so funny, Uber I hadn't even thinking. I hadn't even considered the. I would never consider it in terms of how will this negatively affect my rating on the service. Mm-hmm. That may be a flaw of but mine. Really, so this, your only concern was: Will you feel bad about penalizing the actual is it wrong, person? It, yeah, this. To whom do you have the higher obligation? Why would a driver this pick human you up? being you've met who's probably working in a uh, a job that doesn't pay a lot? And is probably uh, at the at the top. You know, may have had a crappy day for a series of reasons. Who's probably at the working at the top. May perhaps working at either the top of his capacity or worse is came from somewhere else where he could was uh, an engineer and now is doing this. Is your obligation as a human to sort of just give that person five stars in the sense of letting them go on with their life, but, or is your obligation to the shared economy? And, and then the only part that I was thinking about myself was how. Knowing that the right thing, I guess this, when you know, I know the right thing to do in that situation, the only way this thing can really work is if you give the right amount of stars for the service that was provided. But, 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 but Brian, how but do I you don't know, really have the guts to do it most of the time. How do you know that, let's say you give one star reviews to everybody. Let's just hypothetically you have like a string of bad cars, you have one star reviews to everybody, and that's the accurate stars. But I've never done that zero times right. in my life. But, but, yeah. but let's say that was the accurate truth yeah. of stars. Which you're, so now you're admitting there is a gap between what you'll do and, and the truth in I some cases. I came in admitting that, yeah. So what if the future driver sees, oh, this guy always gives one-star reviews to people, even though that was the How truth. How are they going to see that? I don't know. Maybe they can. I, we don't really know the I, internal I'm workings. A, this I'm is under, not like the I'm law. under the impression that drivers have the ability to see data on the passengers. Absolutely. That's that's the whole part of the promise. Because they, they don't want to no, pick they, up a they bad see passenger. Your rating. No, what they see is your rating, how the drivers have rated you. And you can see your rating too now. I can't. No, I'm, I think they can I'm, see how you've rated other drivers. Well, we don't, we don't actually have this fact, right, so obviously, in our brains, but I can't imagine it doesn't work in that direction because what would be the point? But let's say it did work. No, I work. think that you are, okay, I think it, I'm pretty sure this is how that works. Maybe so. I'm pretty sure it works like this. I, I might be wrong, and please, everybody write James if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but I, I think that how it works is, yes, if, if you drive me, you will probably see my rating of you. Right. But I believe you're only, the only information you see when you get the pickup is the amount of stars I have next to my name from my interactions with the drivers. But what if they can see the average number of stars you've given other drivers? Would that affect how you would rank drivers? Because you would game, well, you as would I game say, play it as a I say, bit. however many Uber rides I've taken, I've been using Uber since the very beginning, I think 
twice I've dinged people on stars. So it's not like, I, I, you know, if they could see it, that'd be fine with me. But would it have made me those two times? No. No, I, I think I would do it anyway, but, but I would feel bad. Let I, me propose a middle ground. Please do. This, I think, could work for Uber. It could work for a lot of transactions. You know, I think when there's a, a real transactional setup, when there's a way for us to register our like or dislike or to pay or not to pay, et cetera, we fail to appreciate the possibility of negotiation or conversation about it, right? So what if, for instance, instead of can't you being not able to wait to get out of the car from a bad ride and having the dilemma after the fact of whether to rate the person poorly, you say to the person before it's over, you know, I have to say, this has been a, a lousy ride. You ignored my this or that. You did this or that. Your car smells like this or that. And I have to tell you that if I wanted to be a good Uber passenger for the next person, I'd be inclined to give you three stars, two stars, one star. Can you tell me why I shouldn't do that? Or can you tell me what happened to your day that you drove this way? Or are you always this bad or was this an aberration? Once you say that, they're going to maybe rank you poorly, though. Maybe so, but, you know, I it, think I, you I have think a— there's a bigger question here, though, which is that Uber is not— and Airbnb, these things, these are not the law, right? They are too. You, your goal ultimately is not to change the system. Your goal is that in the future, you're going to get from one place to another as quickly as possible. No, but Brian's question implies the fact that you that the, you want to live in a world where other people are watching out for you to some degree. Right, so the, but there's and a And the gap. example you gave was kind of a little loaded. It's a, a young drunk woman getting into the Uber and you've got this guy who's abusive or nasty or whatever and you want to save that person from the other person. I mean, yeah, well, it's good to look at, I think, the dramatic example yeah, to talk about it. Right. No, James, you're late for the airport and somebody has warned you by gaming out of the system the driver who was going to make you late. Isn't that the way that's supposed to work? But my problem is... Unless something's egregious, I won't do it. And I feel it's a fault of mine to not do it. But but taking your same example, what if I'm late for the airport because the last 10 drivers I gave one star to and now nobody wants to pick me up? Now, we don't know how Uber works on the inside. We get, we're all just guessing. So I'm trying, given the best of my knowledge, I still want to get to the airport on time. That's my number one concern, okay. whether that's narcissistic or not. And... Then what do I do in the past if I want to make sure I get to the airport on time? I want to guarantee it. My final question of the day, based on our question of the day, is, Brian, do you truly feel guilty about what you propose? Or do you just not want to appear to be the kind of person who wouldn't feel guilty about it? I don't give a f about this second. <laughs> What's the best way to show your love for question of the day? Just go to iTunes and write us a review. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you won't miss this. Steve Robinson tweets us at QOD, which any of you can do at any time, by the way. He's reciting a bunch of things that we've talked about in the past. He says, good sleep hygiene. We talk about sleep hygiene here. Exercise, family, reading and writing all take time. What's the secret to managing time? Any thoughts? Now, Brian Koppelman, I'm guessing that making... TV shows and movies the way you do, living in New York as you do, having a family as you do, having a life as you do, and wanting to, you know, do things other than just work all the time. I would think that you think about this at least as much as James and I do, if not more. So how do you do it? How do you get done what you want to get done without uh, killing yourself? I think about this obsessively.